You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So I do apologize for the late uh, episode as a result, because about four people will care at this point. All I want to do is do a rather short episode to kind of give my general thoughts. This is actually my second attempt, because for some reason I started getting negative and defensive, and I was like, nope, that's not what I wanted to do today. So second attempt, but this will be an adless and um, very short podcast, except for obviously the couple ads you heard just before this. Um, and then tomorrow, it'll be a little bit more in-depth. The PFF grades are already out. I had a chance to look at that. Um, where where to begin now? Because I have to remember that I haven't told you anything yet, and I've just been rambling for about 15 minutes straight. Th- there seems to be a general tension among Packer fans right now. And the general tension is there are certain people that are sort of the vanguards of the team and are very, very sensitive. And I've, I've literally, I've, I've seen it in the Facebook group, and I've gotten direct messages on Twitter, I've gotten direct messages on Instagram, I've gotten text messages. And they all sound essentially like threats. <laughs> and it, it, it goes a little bit something like this. Look, the Packers played really well. It wasn't perfect, but they fought hard, and we're 7-1, and one, and I don't want to hear any complaining from you. And it's this weird sort of like scared, sensitive threatening kind of tone and I don't really get it I am shocked elated excited over the absolute moon about so many things with this team seven and one nobody would have predicted that I didn't just incredible Aaron Rodgers is is playing at a level and it wasn't a perfect game last night but he's playing at a level that is shockingly good. Aaron Jones could be in the conversation for best running back in football right now if you take all things into account. I think that might be a stretch, but it, it's 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 worth noting that he's in that conversation and should be rightly so. And it's, it's actually not even that hard of a, a, an argument to make, especially when you look at the statistics. Matt LaFleur, um, Rashawn... Well, I didn't mean to say Rashawn, but yeah, sure, Rashawn. Uh, Zadarius, Preston, Savage, Jair. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, very good chance of winning the division. Extremely likely that we're in the playoffs within, you know, with the first year of Matt LaFleur's tenure. A potential shot at, at a Super Bowl again in his first year. It's just shockingly awesome how many things there are to point at that are just sort of unbelievable. With that said, however, let, let me just posit a suggestion. Let, let me actually first start with making a statement. Two things can be true at the same time. Let me give you an example. It is true that being 7-1 is a good thing, and being bad at tackling is a bad thing, and that those two things don't negate each other. In other words, if I come out and say, These Packers need to clean up that tackling. I'm not saying that it's bad or that I'm ungrateful that we're 7-1. and 
because I have the mental capacity as well as the emotional well-being to be able to make that statement while still being grateful that we're 7-1. and one. In fact, um, the Green Bay Packers do the exact same thing, which is why it's funny that some fans aren't able to do this. Understand that they had the day off today. Tomorrow they're going to go watch film and talk about how bad they were in certain situations and how things need to improve. So when I say it, or when another fan says it, hey, love the team, love certain things about certain things, however, these things aren't great and I hope they can improve upon it because I'm a fan of this team. Just like you're a fan of this team, we're on the same team in that regard. Does that make sense? So in other words, if I say... I'm worried that we can't seem to throw the ball against one of the literal worst defenses and worst secondaries in football, and your response is, we're winning, you need to relax. Just the logical inconsistency and incoherency of that statement makes me want to flip a table and drop kick you. Because it literally has nothing to do with what I just said. I know we're winning. I'm happy we're winning. I'm also happy my heat works. I don't know what any of these things have to do with anything. I made a completely separate statement. Winning good, having no answer for Tyreek Hill, bad. Both thingy thingy, true true. I feel like Kevin when he's trying to say less words. So I just, I, I don't get the tension. There's no need to fight. I mean, if you, if you need clarification, if it's bothering you that much, if somebody says, hey, this wasn't really good yesterday, and you genuinely think, you know what, he hates the Packers, just ask him. Before you flip out, just be like, hey, just real quick, are you a Packer fan? You you want them to win the Super Bowl and all that stuff? Like, like you like the team, right? And then they'll say, yes, I do. Hence the reason I brought it up. And then maybe we could just carry on and discuss what the person actually brought up. For example, the tackling. Rather than just derailing the whole thing. Yeah, you know what I like talking about instead of tackling? The fact that the team's 7-1 and one, and I just pulled your fan card because you don't even like this team. Boom, get out of the group. Like, <laughs> no. Or get off Twitter or what, whatever the declaration is. That's not how this works. Bottom line is people can have opinions even if they're really dumb opinions. I got a whole podcast full of dumb opinions. Go peruse the Facebook group. It's nothing but dumb opinions. Because we're just a bunch of dummies. Bunch of dummies that root for the Packers. But please remember we're all on the same team here. And if somebody is concerned about an area of the team, it's because they want it to get better, because they like the team. You don't need to point out how much you love the team every single time somebody has a criticism. We know you like the team, buddy. It's all right. Aaron Rodgers isn't watching. It's okay to let your guard down a little bit. And yeah, some people are too negative. Whatever. Maybe instead of being angry, just feel sorry for them. Because that is a horrible way to be a fan. But it's what they want to do, so let them do it. So, anyways, I, I just wanted to put that out there because there's this weird sort of tension going on everywhere, and it's just like Packer fans attacking Packer fans. And I mean, look, you, you want to know the summary of yesterday's game? It was it was a lot of unbelievably awesome, and a lot of things to genuinely be concerned about. That's the reality. But the most important thing is that they got the win, and they did, and they can figure out how to overcome adversity next time. Next week, they're going to have more challenges and find another way to overcome it. And as long as they keep finding ways to overcome it, that's great. But but it's not a perfect team. Like, we get that, right? I, I, I kind of wonder if some people do realize that. There are some issues and probably need to clean them up a little bit. That's all. But, I mean, I, this, this, this game was really sort of 
representative of what this team has been. And again, it's hard to put into words because I've never really seen it before as a Packers fan, at least not in the Aaron Rodgers era. Because typically what it is, is you have key players, and if those key players play well, then they play well and you win, and if they play poorly, then they play poorly and you lose. It's weird to see Aaron Rodgers play kind of poorly, but also one of the best games I've ever seen him play in my life, and I don't even know how to articulate that so that it makes any sense. I'm just hoping that you guys can somehow in some way understand what I'm saying. There were errant passes, there were bad decisions, but there were also some of the best passes. I mean, Matt LaFleur even said on that pass to Jamal Williams, he doesn't know if he's ever seen a pass like that live in his life. I would have to agree. I The whole time he was throwing it away, even when I saw Jamal catch it, I was thinking that what just my my brain didn't comprehend that that was a touchdown. I just sat there. My son was celebrating next to me, saying touchdown. And I was like, mm, it was not a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers threw it away. I saw him throw it away. He, I mean, I don't even think he was looking. I think he was like closing his eyes and bracing for impact. That's not a touchdown. It's no way. So it just just in gen, this is the team as a whole, and I think this is kind of where the the confusion comes from for a lot, and even sort of the tension. Because on one hand, you look at it and it's like, there's so many problems with this team. And on the other hand, you look at it and it's like, this team is awesome. Like, is this, is this, is this like a bad team or is this the best Packers team I've seen since, I don't know, 2010, 2011, 2014? Which, by the way, 2014 was arguably the best Packers team in Aaron Rodgers' era in who knows how many eras. But you look at some of the numbers, you look at some of the things they're doing, you look at just just the attitude and the resilience and the, the scheme and just overcoming things. This isn't just brute force. This isn't just we're winning because we're better than everyone. This is like there's a whole bunch of flaws. There's a whole bunch of stuff we're doing wrong. But you know what? We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep grinding. We're going to find a way to win. And, 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 and just looking at it from a standpoint of heart, this I mean, it, it reminded me of, you ever see that movie Lionheart? That ending scene where dude's just getting beat to a pulp. I swear I could hear somebody from the sideline yelling, This dude's gonna kill you, Lionheart! Look at Bakhtiari taking a shot in the ribs. I swear he had broken ribs after that play. He came fighting back. Aaron Jones, I did you see the pain in his face on those final drives? He wanted, I'm telling you right now, he wanted off that field bad. But he didn't come off the field. Because he was gashing the Chiefs. Jamal wasn't quite getting it done. He was getting two, three yards. Jamal, or Aaron, was getting seven, eight yards. And they needed to close this thing out and get first down so we could win. Aaron Jones was in a lot of pain. He needed to be on the field. I I remember seeing the camera angles when he was laying there and people were helping him up and the look on his face like, I hate this so much. And he just looked like he was just trying not to puke. That was about it. Zadarius. I mean, that guy, every single week, the guy's laying on the ground writhing in pain. And then the next next series you see him out there, Preston was on the ground. This was a bloodbath. These guys were getting beaten bad. And again, you look at the mentality of it. You know, Aaron Rodgers is having kind of a rough time. And you can see the times when he's scolding his guys like, you're not in the right spot, you're not doing the right stuff. Constant blitzes, the frustration, the injuries, everything is mounting up. I'm just saying, you take these variables in the equations and you plug them into 2018, 2017, 2016. In these previous years, the Packers don't usually win these games. Occasionally, a few of them, Rodgers will come back in some kind of a miracle fourth quarter thing. But this was a team effort. This was everybody coming together. This was the defense hardening at the end. This was Aaron Jones rallying. This was the offensive line rallying. This was Aaron Rodgers coming in hot. Right? He didn't just get frustrated and give up. 
part of the frustration in me is because it's just this little alarm that starts going off saying, I've seen this before. I know what's going on. We're going to lose this game. I can't believe we're going to lose this game. Then they go into halftime. They come running out of halftime, and it was like nothing happened. They just came out and won the game. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm beyond excited with the potential of the team and just the, the locker room, the mentality, the coach, the heart. The, there's so much at the core, but that, again, that doesn't mean that everything's perfect. Do I think they're going to do anything by the trade di- deadline? You know, obviously every second that goes by, you would assume not. And I really don't know who I want. I just got a text message now. What would you do? I don't know that I would do anything right now. I did like the Emmanuel Sanders thing. I thought that would have been a great fit. Um, Price wasn't even that high, but outside of that, I'm looking at it. Leonard Williams was kind of up there. He just went to the uh, the Giants. Maybe at this point, we just ride it out. Devontae's coming back. We got our wide receiver. You know, the defense, I don't really have an answer for that right now. Kenny Clark had another bad week. But again, to the credit of all the people saying, but they won, as much as that's logically incoherent in my mind, there's kind of something to that, especially this year. This and this and this and this and this aren't working. Yeah, but they, they won, though. Because the the reason that doesn't make sense is like, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're going to win next week, except they do win next week, and then, and then they win the next week, and then they keep winning. And you look at it and you say, but there's so many problems. Yeah, but they, they keep fixing it. Yeah, but look at Jair. He's having a bad day. Yeah, but then he comes back next week and he's dominant. And again, zooming all the way out. I You know, I, I don't know that I can put this team exactly on the same tier as the Saints or even the 49ers, who I just looked have four edge rushers that I think are in like the top 20 or top 25 or something ridiculous. Four. And I think Bosa is number three. But I do know that this team continues to get better. And again, the one thing that really, really gets me excited as much as nobody wants to talk about 2020, we're all focused on 2019, but it's it's the things, the things that are the best about this team are the things that will endure. If that makes sense, the the things that that are concerning are fixable, whether it's through free agency or the draft or whatever. The the players, as weird as it sounds, they're they're kind of secondary, and and we've seen that. Look at the Patriots. How many different players have gone come and gone in there? They find ways to win, but what they have is a structure. They have a winning mentality. They never quit. They keep fighting. They got a great coach. They got a great GM who happens to be the same person. But all the real keys to what makes them successful. The Packers kind of have that. And this is just year one. To put this another way, the Packers should not be 7-1. and one. You, you, you get a different head coach in here, and, you know, just, just let's just say McCarthy's still there, and the locker room is not changed or anything. This, this is like a three-win team. And I don't mean that to say that they're bad, but th- there's a lot of really, really, really good that are really foundational things that are making this team 7-1. and one. All the things that we love about this team were here last year. Aaron Rodgers is awesome. We're not 7-1 and one without him. That's obvious. But we had him last year. Aaron Jones is phenomenal. And he's improved since last year. That's true. But he was here last year. Devontae Adams was there last year. This is something deeper that makes this team special. And it should give us hope for the future. The biggest real concern outside of the, the smaller things is you look at Matt Nagy and what a great job he did in year one. And it seems as though the NFL kind of just figured him out and he's just there's nothing left that's happened to several coaches that's happened to in several areas teams are starting to have more success in certain areas against the Packers will the teams continue to bring extra pressure against the Packers because they have maybe a lacking in talent at wide receiver obviously that doesn't hold up as much when Devontae's there but 
you know, teams try things and they have success and then other teams replicate it, are we going to be able to zag when they zig? Mike Pettin and this defense went from being top three to, I mean, it just it feels like it's getting worse a little bit every week. Yes, I know the Chiefs have f- speed. I understand. I get it. Tariq's fast. Okay. I get that. They also had a terrible offensive line, a garbage quarterback, a subpar running back. I mean, come on. Again, can I say these things? Are you going to let me say these things? Or are we just going to sit here and pretend that this is a, a top three offense of all time and that's the reason? Let's be realistic here. This is not good. The Raiders do not have a top five offense. They moved on us at will. The Dallas Cowboys didn't really have a lot of problems. The Eagles didn't really have a lot of problems. The whole D-train thing, best defense in football, all that stuff, that was pretty much gone after about week two or three. And so they need to continue to stay ahead of the curve. Mike Pettin needs to continue to make things happen, figure out what the, the problems are and identify it, continue to make adjustments at halftime, all that stuff. But if they can do that, if we can continue to grow and, and adapt, there's reason to be hopeful. There is reason for concern, and it's okay to say it even when you're 7-1. and one. If there's a rule somewhere that says when your team gets to 7-1, and one, you're not allowed to say negative things, be sure to show me that. But again, at the end of the day, despite the flaws that we've seen since week one, right? Week one, it was like, oh no, Aaron Rodgers is still not very good, right? That was the concern week one. Now even saying those words is like, oh, that's embarrassing that I was even thinking that. They figured it out. They adapted. They changed. Things are great. And again, seven and one. They figured it out. And as I said before as well, you know, winning that game is important because it sets us up going forward. I don't know if you saw that Chargers-Bears game, but man, did that give me a lot of hope. Chargers won. But they had no intention of winning that game. The Bears just felt like not winning even more so than the Chargers did. That was embarrassing. The Panthers may still not have Cam Newton by the time we play them. Not that that makes them bad, but, you know, one more game on the road against a team that is up against the ropes that is having a hard time. And this team, we're, we're so close to being 8-1, and one, which is just unbelievable. And again, even if we lose to the Panthers, 8-2 and two going into the bye, oh, and going forward, okay, so say we lose to the Panthers, come out of the bye, and lose to the 49ers. Packers are 8-3. and three. We beat the Giants and Redskins. Packers are 10-3. and three. The Chicago Bears at home, that's 11-3. and three. Even if we lose to the Vikings, that would be 11-4. and four. And the Detroit Lions are selling off their whole entire team. That's 12-4. and four. I'm, I'm granting every difficult team being a loss. The Carolina Panthers, the 49ers, the Bears, and the Vi- or excuse me, the... Uh, the Panthers, the 49ers, the Vikings, I guess that's it. That's 12-4. and four. So at this point in the season, the Packers need to, number one, stay healthy and do not lose the games that you need to win. That is essentially just the, the, the bad teams. Beat the Chargers, beat the Giants, beat the Redskins, beat the Bears, beat the Lions, 12 wins. And by the way, the 49ers schedule going forward is really, really tough. So even though they're undefeated, no guarantee they quite get to 12. The Vikings, we would have split with the Vikings, but I'm guessing our division record will be better because that's the only game in the division that we've lost. The Vikings have at least lost to the Bears. So unless they get to 13 wins, we would be number one in our own division. And then it just comes down to whatever the Saints do. But even then, again, we're, we're still just talking about just beat the teams that are not good. And it's an automatic in the playoffs. Good chance we win the division. Potential for a first round bye just by not losing to bad teams. And if we happen to beat the Panthers or the 49ers or the Vikings in Minneapolis, suddenly we become a 13-win team or a 14-win team or whatever. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I'm just kind of sitting here in awe. 
But the reason I harp on things like we got to get better at tackling and those kinds of things is it's awesome that we're probably going to be in the playoffs, probably, should be, hopefully, but at some point we're going to be playing the Saints. And the Saints secondary is not the Chargers or the Chiefs secondary. We got Drew Brees. We've got a very, very good offensive line. They've got Alvin Kamara. They've got a, a very good defense. Right? We're about to find out what the 49ers are about, and that's pretty legit, especially now that they have Emmanuel Sanders. At some point, we're going to be in the playoffs, and at that point, all the things that I've been griping about that people get annoyed with, these are the things that really, really matter. The only time none of these things matter, that I don't care about how pretty it is, and you go ahead and win the ugliest game I've ever seen, is the Super Bowl. That's the one game where I could not care less if you can't do a single thing, and the only points we score is a safety when their quarterback trips and falls over his own shoes. And the only reason they didn't score points is because they kept throwing the ball. I, I, I don't know. The, the, bottom line is I couldn't care less what happened in the Super Bowl except a win. Every other game, yeah, other stuff matters. Because they're all indicators in my mind to our ability to win in the playoffs and beyond. So, again, tomorrow it'll be a little bit more in-depth. There is a lot of, of really good. I, I went through and looked, especially just like throughout the league, how many guys we've got that are in the top 10 in this category, top five in this category, top three in that category. There's a lot to love. Even guys that are struggling like Kenny Clark as a pass rusher, he's still one of the better interior pass rushers. Very quiet because they haven't translated to sacks, but pressures and whatnot, he's still on point. So it'll be fun to look at that, and we are going to talk about some of the bad, and you're going to get upset about it. And yes, Kevin King was really bad again. If you're mad at me about that, maybe just skip tomorrow. I don't know. Or maybe I'll I'll start doing a... uh, I'll start doing trigger warnings or something before I do a, a segment. Trigger warning. I'll be talking about Kevin King in an unpositive light. We've got cookies and coloring books in the next room. We'll call you back in when we're done talking about Kevin King. But anyways, it's Monday. The Packers won. It's very, very, very exciting. And, and the biggest thing is going to be going forward, is this team healthy and how healthy? Because, again, a lot of these guys were beat up. And um, staying healthy is really I, – I, I really think that's the biggest key. For this team right now, it's just they, they have built something so special that they are basically in a position right now where if they stay healthy and just don't completely fall apart, they're in the playoffs because they've done all the work right now. So congratulations to the Packers. And by the way, Mahomes or no Mahomes, this was one that nobody expected the Packers to win. They just won one of the games that was supposed to be just pretty much chalk this one up to a loss. That one went in the W column. You go ahead and put an asterisk next to it if you want, but... Seven and one is what we are. Anyways, uh, you folks enjoy your day. Tomorrow we will resume the normal podcasting agenda. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.